dear girl child there is something i need to tell you i've been meaning to talk to you about this for a while now actually i have been keeping a secret for a long long time and i think it's just best i come out clean can i trust you with this information but before i tell you what it is how was your day today how are you doing How did running the world go? You know, who run the world? I really really care to know how you are. Well, I'll tell you how I've been doing. Well, my week hasn't been all that great if I'm being honest. Why you may ask? I've had moments this week where I've properly been scared about a lot of things. You know, the past present and even the future but leaning more toward the future I've had to give up doing a couple of things that I really enjoyed doing them because it'll help in the long run There have been days where I've had to be five times stronger just to keep the people around me going I can tell you without a shadow of doubt it's not been easy but also I've had moments this week where the sun did shine celebrating the small wins not just my own but even with the people around me the graduations the marriages the birthdays the promotions and so much more but I think the one thing that particularly stands out for me this week so far isn't quite something positive really but it could be So story time On Tuesday evening my friend Harry came over and we went on those evening strolls Only this time he was the one doing all the strolling I was on my um you know yeah So anyway Harry and I had a lot of catching up to do because he's my guy you know he's been my mate since kindergarten and by chance we now live in the same area so where we live there's a stretch of tarmac where people usually go next time after a long day of work and being in suits and such it's quite the hive well now it's also a rollerblade alley for children and even adults but far from the point so just ahead of it there's a small field where H and I usually chill and unwind but with our 8 to 5s being a lot busier it became quite harder to find time to chill but we did finally find some time so of course he sits down and we just have a heart to heart manly conversation about everything you know from the state of the nation in terms of politics to our personal lives to the new music that's come out of course knowing that we have very different tastes in music i'm confident you have at least one friend who you can relate this to so that my story has relevance one thing i've always admired and loved about this man is his eloquence and ability to seamlessly speak his words with streamlined fluidity and expression whereas i struggle with that a lot 
but I've been learning how to do that. I've been learning. So mid-speech, as I would call it, because the man was on a roll, just piecing up story after story about what he had been doing and how it affects him and his family. Our friend, who happens to be a girl, saw us and she crossed the road and came by. I couldn't tell if she was smiling or not because of her mask, but by the way she was walking, I kind of felt like she had a few things she needed to say based off how hard she was stomping on the ground. So a couple of salutations here and there, and of course, seeing the state of things, she had a multitude of questions. Of which, to be honest, sometimes I don't even have the answers to. But I did answer to the best of my ability, though. You always have to be kind to people. So this is where our story takes a dramatic turn. In amongst the chatter, our friend needed some advice, if I was to call it that, about how to deal with some of the relation aspect of her life, which involved a man. Of course, we looked at each other being men, and we clearly aren't experts. But Harry being Harry, he couldn't pass up the opportunity or the chance to say what he believes and what he thought. So she asked a couple of questions and just about when H was going to respond, she says the statement of the year. She says, never mind, you can't trust men. And, you know, it's not just said like that in passing. It's said with attitude and sass, you know. Like, there's no way I can do it justice. Like, there's no way I can describe how it was said. But, oi, let me tell you. I felt my stomach drop. I felt my head spin. And let me try and describe what I felt. I know you might not relate to this, but it felt like someone had drop-kicked you straight in the chest. I think for a couple of seconds, I could hear a ringing inside my ear because of the amount of clapping she was doing when she was saying this statement. So, in amongst our confusion, we asked, why do you say so? Of course, the girl had reasons, you know, and valid reasons for that matter. She had them in a list. And she she went on about saying, y'all are liars, y'all are unfaithful, y'all are ungrateful, among many, many others. This invoked a 35-minute conversation around her whole perspective and reasoning behind that statement. And we know that there's never a conclusive end to such conversations, as much as we try to end them with a solution. She ended by saying, Anyway, we live and we learn. I'm tired of you, man. Um, I, I, I was just shocked, like, really, till today. <laughs> I felt so attacked, yet there's nothing that she said directly to me to insult or offend me. She just took everything that she had gone through, put them in general, and said, all of us were the same. By the time she was leaving, we couldn't even continue with our conversation because our world had genuinely been rocked. Like, we didn't know 
how to respond to that. So I, I, I just told Harry, we, we just need to go home and think about this and try and make sense of everything. And this got me thinking. I had three questions on my mind by the time I was getting home. Question one was, why did I feel attacked? Question two was, how do you even come back from that? And question three was, are we really that untrustworthy? It took me a proper day and a half to try and figure out any of this. It invoked a whole other host of questions in my mind. You remember when I said this week I had been scared about some stuff? This is part of it. I was scared of the fact that I do have friends of the opposite gender. And I kept asking myself, do they sit waiting for me to hurt them because I can't be trusted because I'm a man? Or do they anticipate me hurting them by giving them something that I can't sustain? And I felt real fear, like real, real fear. But I had my eureka moments during one of the sessions. I realized that statement got me got to me because as a guy I felt so many guys in a lot of spaces put in a lot of effort to be better and to be worthy of trust just to have that all washed away by the actions or lack thereof of certain individuals I have seen so many guys step up to the plate and try to be the one only to be told, nah, you're not good enough because the person who came before you wasn't good enough, so what makes you different? I've seen guys out here who've given it their best shot, only to be told, you guys always do this, and you're all the same. <laughs> These things though, yo. I really did try and put myself in her shoes. Um, you know, understanding before you understood, that's a policy. I tried to collect all the possible scenarios that could lead someone to make such a statement. I could never actually grasp and wrap it around my head even if I tried. And I simply went into overthinking mode and the rest was just a shambles. So naturally, being who I am, I try finding solutions. One of my life principles Simply, instead of telling someone how wrong they are, show them how they can be better. And I definitely think that this is something that we can all be better at. And not just men or ladies alike, but everyone in general. So I sat down and I drafted up some possible pointers to look out for. Naturally, as a guy, the things that I am biased to, you know, but I'll steal a line from a podcast that I listen to called The Life Hurted Sessions by Destiny. You should check it out. She says, if you're evaluative like me, there is no word like evaluative. But then again, then you always have to reflect on your own life and see where to improve and where to improve more. So here's some of the things that you, dear girl child, might help you to see how trustworthy we can be or it can shed some light. Number one, 
set aside your ideas of how you think men act and watch what they actually do take note of the 45 billion 285 million 585,733,000 acts of kindness that men complete every day. Just within your view, the circles that you influence, start noticing, start appreciating, start saying thank you. You will automatically draw more of these great experiences toward you. Number two, go out of your way. to avoid generalizing your bad experiences to men as a whole it is critical that when you have a really bad experience with a man like abuse or cheating or just a really awful relationship that you don't begin making emotional generalizations about men as a group this however can be particularly difficult if you've had a bad childhood or a shaky relationship with your father. Of the things on the list, this one has the most implications for your future. You must place the blame squarely on the shoulders of the man who actually cheated or abused you. Just because you had a bad experience with one or dozens or hundreds <laughs> does it mean they're all to blame? If you need to heal, I support you. But do the work and get to the point where you aren't bitter. It will do your future relationships a whole load of good. Numero 3, number 3. Stop dehumanizing men. Men are not a nameless, faceless group. Men and women are complicated creatures who cannot and should not be reduced to stereotypes. When you rail against men as a group, you're saying to the world, "No, I don't want to be with one of those people." This does not make it easier in any way shape or form. Numero 4. Number 4. Stop talking negatively about men as a group. The men bashing has to stop. This includes joking to your girlfriends or the women at work in that ah men way. You know, like <laughs> I I know people in my circle who do this. And of course, yeah, it kind of gets to me, but it's okay. If you have legitimately keyword is legitimately being wronged by a particular man or situation it's okay to get that figured out but drop the generalization does that make sense i hope it does numero 5 number 5 begin appreciating masculinity aside from the things like really listening and trying to understand the ones you already know Reading about men and what makes them tick is particularly helpful. You know, we we live in a world right now where masculinity is an enemy. It's something that's being genuinely fought against. And that doesn't really help. 
Number six. Learn how to communicate in a way that doesn't ruin your relationship. Many times we trip up when we treat men like they're a member of an opposing team and that they should already know what we want. I personally don't know anyone who is an accurate mind reader. If you're unhappy, practice having rational discussions without blaming or positioning yourself as a victim. Men and even women will thank you because it's important to verbalize what you're feeling. Men have done and women have done and continue to do some really crappy things in the world. But this doesn't change the fact that if you're listening to this, you probably want one to love. It really does help to drop the story that you're somehow sleeping with the enemy if you start appreciating them. There's some logic behind that. Um, in order to get something, one must come to the realization that it actually exists. It's not rocket science. If you don't believe it's out there and actually attainable, why would you continue to try for it? If you have, if you are or have been harboring negative attitudes about what men want and who they are, this is likely causing you real problems, creating a strong, healthy relationship with one who deeply loves you. I think by the end of... Oh, my points are finished. There's another point. <laughs> I think by the end of my thought process, then it would have been easier to build up walls against such statements. But I think part of being stronger and being better is in building walls but actually building bridges. Trust whether we like it or not is fundamental in any setup. It doesn't just have to be in a relationship. It could be in your friendship, in your workspace, even in your family. Think of it this way. Or think of trust in this way. A glass window. Once that's smashed, does it retain its original form? Probably not. Even if you do piece it back together, it will be whole, but it will still have cracks. I remember one question that she had asked, and she said, How do I know if I can trust a man? Or you men, because she said you men. And I remember my answer to that was, When a lady starts talking about trusting men, we often end up talking about the level of trust she has in herself. After all, you cannot give that which you do not have. Have you noticed that we tend to treat others the way we treat ourselves? So it stands to reason that if we are only willing to trust ourselves if the desired outcome is guaranteed, that's how we will treat others. Here's the rub. Conditional trust isn't really trust. It's a limited, carefully negotiated, and tenuous agreement, mostly dependent on a certain end result. When it comes to a successful relationship with men, 
it's critical that we are able to give our trust to them. This includes giving them the benefit of doubt and giving them the heads up of their best motive or intentions, especially when things don't turn out the way we hoped for. Men thrive with our trust and generosity of spirit. When you choose, and it is a choice, to trust, you're basically agreeing with the definition of trust as it appears in the dictionary. Firm reliance on the integrity, ability, or character of a person or thing. Please note, this definition does not include anything about being perfect, infallible, or never making an error of judgment, never having a bad or scared day, or never making a mistake. This pertains to men that are basically trustworthy because the definition has said firm reliance on the integrity, ability, and character of the person. So it's just up to you to judge that and think, huh, this person has shown me that they can be trustworthy. So their character and their track record shows me that I can trust them. Therefore, now this applies to them. An interesting phenomenon is actually at play in many relationships where trust is either conditional or non-existent. Fun fact. The closer a woman gets to what she wants or she's really looking for in a relationship or a man, the more something else takes over. This something else is what we call fear. Also known as false evidence appearing real. Or forget everything and run. As you can imagine, this can bring about a number of responses. Most of them counterproductive. Here's a perfect example. You can't fire me. I quit. Many otherwise sane and wonderful women faced with the relationships of their dreams may be so scared that they try and exit stage left. They look for reasons to create distance from the man, perhaps by picking fights or zeroing in on evidence that proves that this man is not trustworthy. The purpose of all this is to save, quote-unquote, to save her from danger. The outcome of all of this is creating the very thing that she's trying to save herself from, which is being rejected and ending up alone. By recognizing when fear-based actions are taking control, you gain the power to stop acting on your fears and open up an opportunity to build trust in yourself, the men around you, and even the relationships that you influence. If you can learn to trust yourself and to trust the people around you, you will be giving both you and them an amazing gift. One that will enhance the quality of your love and of your life in a way that will amaze you. Remember when I said I have been keeping a secret from you? My secret is I am trustworthy. We are trustworthy. The ball is now firmly in your court. Will you trust us?